Hey everyone, welcome back to a Young Man's World podcast. I'm Manny. And this is Abby. And today we will be discussing what it's like to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get right into it. Like, I think we'll be talking about many aspects, for example, school, life at home, you know, familiar tensions, like the internet, growing up. And yeah, that's what we'll be talking about in this episode. So let's start off with school. I guess that's like one of the things that's like changed for many people, you know, pandemic. Yeah, pandemic-wise, school would be very, I don't know if chaotic is the word, but definitely disturbing. Yeah, 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 it's, um, especially for those people, like you said, um, before we started, like, um, the people who are graduating, you know, class of 2020, they had it pretty hard, because, like, in colleges and all, you couldn't really give, like, proper examination and give them the fair treatment and everything due to this pandemic. So I think it's been like really hard. Yeah, it has. Um, and people, um, it was really hard to find a job because um, there were so many restrictions yeah. in the job. Um, so many people were closing because of pandemic. They wouldn't let any new people join in. Um, yeah, and it wasn't nice for the young people to find a job. No, uh, not only young people. Many. Um and this is actually really sad, but many of the lower paid workers, like restaurant, restaurant worker, grocery store worker, and all those like retail workers and everything, they got affected most, which is like really, really like mean. Yeah. I'd say that, you know, everybody got affected somehow, and some people even lost their job. Yeah. They? Whereas it's like this year in the USA, 36 million people. That's crazy. That's 36 million people have lost their jobs. Like 30 I think so. 36 million people, imagine that is population of Switzerland, population of Italy, population mm, of Spain, all combined together. Yeah, 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 something similar to that. Yeah. So yeah, school has been like really dif- different for us. How was it for you, Manny? Um, like, um, doing school with the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, like, um, so you know, like, uh, in like when it was entering summer when we all came back to school, we didn't have to wear masks. Um, and but like, how was it in the beginning of the year? How did the year start? Twenty twenty. Yeah. Like before the big lockdown. Yeah. Um, it was just like normal school. We were just joking about how will there be a lockdown because there were a lot of questions about lockdown in like. America, but we were like, it will never come over to us in Europe. Yeah. But, but when we look at that now, it's actually to, to absolutely laugh at how Corona has come over the Atlantic Ocean. Well, it started off in China, so. Yeah. Okay, true. And then it flew over to America. It came to Italy first, I remember that. So, yeah, and the crazy story was. Um, around like the February holidays we have here, um, we, uh, um, me and my family had gone to Italy to a city close to Milan, and Milano was like the city that got locked down first in Europe. Yeah. Because of Corona, and <laughs> that was crazy that me and my family like escaped it. But yeah, so in March, like for us, we were like we were actually like looking forward to this lockdown we had for like three weeks before the Easter holidays. 
and then afterwards we came back to school sort of and we had like school every second day did you also have it like that um no how did you have it um i had it um every week up until summer vacation oh like every second week no every day every week we had school oh you just had normal um, school but we had every day till 12 o'clock oh so you had half a day of school yeah Oh, that's cool, that's um, cool. And we obviously had stuff to study as usual, but it was less hectic than what normal school would have been like. For us, it was still hectic, but like, they just said like clearly that this semester doesn't count, there's no grades really. So it was a bit more laid back actually. With us it was different. With us they actually graded us on our work, uh-huh. which was... Um, kind of hard because imagining going into lockdown chilling like taking everything quite easy but yeah but that's like your own fault right so like yeah I mean, if they're grading you're gonna have to still take it serious yeah true 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 that you got spot on there mate um and basically um what what are you trying to say do you mean so, for for me, there were no exams, nothing actually, and like, after the summer break, which was also kind of like, uh, troublesome. Because after summer, it was like before summer. No, 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 no. I meant like the summer breaks itself was ah. kind of like, like, ah, it, it was just a weird feeling not being able to go to India, you know? Yeah, um, we go to India a lot. Yeah, um, true, both of us. And and it was really kind of weird, but this year, 2020, it was actually not our intention to uh, go to India, but it was our intention to go to Greece too. And since and because of the pandemic, it was like, why can't we go to Greece? It's it was really disappointing. Because Did you are you gonna go next year in summer to Greece? Um. I don't think so. I think we will go back to India because my um my grandmother needs our support. Oh, okay, um, okay. And it's always good to go to India and give my oh. grandmom the support she needs, which is... True, true, true. Yeah. I think uh, I'm not going to go anywhere, to be fair. I think the earliest would be in like a year I'd go to like holidays. And whether that will be India, I am not sure. It really depends on how the situation is there and how it is here. Right now, we average per day like 5,000 cases. Yeah. That's a bit... It's not as much as it was in the, the peak of the second wave, but it's still a bit much. So, do you have... Um, do you have thoughts, Abby, that there's going to be a full second lockdown coming nope. in the coming days? No way. Um, I feel that they wouldn't do this to us because... Um, right now already it's a sort of a lockdown where um, all shops are closed on Saturday no on Sundays I mean they're all closed and all restaurants are not allowed to be open and um, everything closes by 7 o'clock I think this is already bad enough for the for the economy yeah. if they would make it worth it worse it would be worse you know but yeah. let's not focus on corona let's it's focus on the episode uh, no, yeah, let's focus on like... So, teenagers and Alex, school. Yeah, so, how, how, what is school for you? 
school it is a chance to really um like most teenagers think well most teenagers that i've met think school is boring i think school is um they complain but i believe that most most of them like i i i complain sometimes you like, complain like, a lot like um a lot of them do but i also believe school is the only opportunity we really get in life to get a boost to get uh, education to get a job yeah well life is not really just a job is it life is something much more difficult but uh, i think the way schools are right now are a bit boring like you know nine just like you know seven o'clock to four o'clock you just have to sit in the classroom the teacher comes, tells you something, you have to take notes and everything. I think that's really boring, but like, I wish, um, I think school is very important. Yeah. I think school is like a tool that li lets us live our life. I think like, since you know, knowledge is power and yeah. the, the knowledge we receive, we can use it to do good in this world yeah. and also sustain a good life so that we can live a good life. So I think school it gets boring because of the way it's built up but i feel that school like really helps us like achieve something yeah. in life but i think in the near future i think um um there should be a different way of schooling to be coming in because i think a different school would i think serve humanity a bit more better than it is now but well, how do you think the future will change it change it, it i think I think school now for teenagers, um, I'm not saying any specific land because it happens everywhere, uh, bullying for instance, bullying affects your life. Um, bullying is quite a special topic. And it affects how you are, it affects your education. I think schools, um, for like the school I go to, mm -hmm. if someone is being bullied, mm -hmm. the teachers see it and they take it up and they really mm. address it but okay. they do but they do not make an announcement before the whole school oh do not do this they take the certain kids out mm -hmm. and they talk to them look this is not right this is not right this is not right uh, work something out together um so it's not like they have to fend for themselves the teachers should be the ones um helping them out with everything they should do it but the teachers kind of um brings them closer together so that they can form a kind of peace together yeah well but like bullying is not like that does doesn't affect just teenagers that affects from kindergarten all the way to college it can happen at any of the time so it's not really special to teenagers but I guess it happens most during the teenage time. Yeah. But again, if you think about it really, bullying is rooted in a very special way. As in, uh, I've read many studies about how bullying um, is caused mostly when a person has um, low self-esteem. Like they think of themselves as not like, they don't aren't too happy with themselves. And so, to protect themselves from being attacked from other people's potentially, they become the attacker. Yeah. See, so no one can attack you, they feel. No one can attack you if you attack them first, right? Yeah. So, whoever they think might make fun of them, they start going, start bullying them just for protection. 
which is actually really sad because society should find a way I think that if you can raise like this is also a real problem also with school shootings don't you feel that school shootings like with weapons yeah in America have you uh, never heard of those I've I've had caught whiffs of girls, but I've never heard like a full-on story about so, one. So, oh, basically, in America, America, like the USA, is the most, it's like the country with the most school shootings ever. Many since it's easier to access come to weapons. Many students in schools who really feel down, really just they just walk into the school, open fire. They base it's I call it a suicide mission. Um, yeah, it depends though, but it's but a school no, shooting. Yeah, but it, yeah, school shooting. But if you're like really down and don't wanna and you don't give a sh- you don't give anything, mm-hmm. you don't care about the consequences. You go into school, open fire, mm-hmm. and you know that you are going to prison. Um, yeah, but you wouldn't call that suicide. It's just okay. Let's no, just let's just call it a, a school shooting. But when you know that you're going to prison, you don't want to go to prison, so you turn the gun upon yourself. No, they don't turn the gun upon themselves. That's something different. I mean, a school shooting as in, they hate because they've been mistreated so wrongly by the other people. They hate them, and then they think that those people don't deserve to live, and their hatred builds up, and someone, it's too much for them to handle. And so they let it out by just doing a school shooting, which is really sad because this is again rooted in society's um, awkward and weird way of how to handle, like how to, um, how like how they handle other people. And I feel bullying is in the same root. It's because we we build up people with so low self-esteem and we make fun of other people that it causes such things. So that's what I'm trying to get at with bullying. But like for me, if we get back on topic on like school for teenagers, for me, I, for me school, yeah, like I explained, it's uh, it's like a tool that empowers us to do something good in the world, don't you? Yeah. Know? Yeah. What? Okay. You know we complain a lot about school, don't we? We do. It's, yeah. It's a teenage thing. Yeah, it's not a teenage thing. It's like. I do feel there is something wrong with like the way schools are right now. What do you think, what would be your ideal school? And don't be like, you know, I like no exams, all <laughs> chill, you know. Well, obviously that's just baby talk right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, an ideal school for me would be like a school where you, got, where you can make your own schedule. Where you can say, okay, our school starts here school ends here but it has to be in the room of five five to eight hours wait how, how do you mean how do you think the school's gonna work if you can just decide on your own um they the teachers guide you uh-huh. but you can make a decision um what topics would you like to make i think school should be not like teaching you every subject like math every subject i think it should be teach you what you yourself is interested in like but then but then for example if you have public school that only teaches you math what if you want to become a doctor then that just is too bad for you if you go to like too bad for you if a public school if all public if all grundschule the schweiz if all um sorry that was swiss german i usually tend to change it if all like 
primary schools mm -hmm. in Switzerland just only teach math and uh, computer science and that and do, would you just say oh too bad go to another country if you want to become a doctor no it's the reason why go to a different school no 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 but you're saying that every every school should just be like uh, you have to, you you just you only teach these and these subjects no I'm saying they teach all subjects they have different teachers who teaches all subjects but you can choose those subjects you can choose those subjects so it's like in college yeah, like college basically, but at the beginning, um, you could they give you like an introduction to math, they give you an introduction to everything, but and then you can really choose what attracts you the most. But real, let's be honest, a five-year-old can't really decide what he wants to do as a career. Yeah, now. I mean like introduction for like young kids, like. But look, 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 look! If you if you make specialization at that young an age. I think I think this has already been discussed by many world leaders already. But I feel that if you make specialization, as in like what do you want to learn at such a young age, mm -hmm. I don't think you'll make the right decision or have the, even a capacity to think forward in life to be like, yes, I want to become a senior financial analyst. How is a baby going to be like, oh, I want to become a senior financial analyst, so I should study math, I should study data science, I should study... Uh, I should study science. I should study economics. How how is a bit how is a five year old or even a ten year old gonna decide that? Okay, so I made like a plan for school because um, I like I um, do um, don't um, thoughts. Yeah, I I think about what like future schools would look like, mm -hmm. and I write my ideas down. So, so, so what is your future so idea? But you have to, you have so to think of the consequences of your ideas. So, like my future idea mm -hmm. is, okay, like primary school. Yeah. Um, they come from like, um, they come to school at ten o'clock in the morning. Okay. And they have school till three o'clock. Okay. Um, and with that, they learn the subjects that we learn today. Um, in normal school, like how to read, how to write, how to learn math and stuff, um, but not like the complicated, like the um, the log, the basics. But like, how are how are four hours? For example, if you if you take ten to three, twelve to one is gonna be lunchtime. Okay. Mm -hmm. How is how is six years with just four hours of school gonna be enough to prepare you for an upper school? Um, because basically in the same school they have the primary, the secondary school mm -hmm. is going to be with the primary school. But that means you lock in um, people into that school. For example, if, if, if you have a four hour school and I suddenly want to change school because of reasons I cannot control, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be screwed, right? In what way? You're saying that the upper school, you're saying that the upper school and the lower school are connected. Uh, connected like primary school and secondary school are build up but you can you know what is if you have to change secondary schools what if you have to change in secondary school you're gonna be you're gonna be screwed up right in what way yeah if you you're keep you keep saying just you know four hours and that's primary school primary school and but I'm asking you what are you gonna do our primary time was already jam-packed with things we had to learn mm -hmm. because we need that for life. Mm -hmm. um, I had what, 7.40, I had 
to four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Primary school. Eight thirty to four o'clock. I've had primary school. Now the thing is, I think that is wrong. Why? No, no, no. Look, look, let me get my point over. Eight thirty to four o'clock. Mm-hmm. I had all this time to to learn six years long and have these time to learn things, and I had to have all that time to learn things from first grade to learn the ABCs, from second grade learning division or uh, addition, to third grade learning multiplication, to fourth grade starting writing, to fifth grade preparing for upper school, and sixth grade, you know, polishing whatever you've learned until now and preparing to upper school. How are you going to fit that in four hours? How are you going to fit that in four hours in primary school? So the thing is, today, as you said, you go to school, uh-huh. they explain to you. Yeah. The, f- the thing is, in the future, I think, Teachers, I've met teachers like this. I hope so. You've been to school. They're like your mothers and fathers. Yeah. Um, and they should also be like your mothers and fathers. Not scrape, not do, just take it easy, but also have a firm grip. Yeah. Um, and try to, and people who become teachers in, in the coming years. Yeah. They should train how to really get the clear message across, how to explain. I have a math teacher, and she explains math uh-huh. really good, and the message comes over. Um, Thank you. Could you give an example? An example. Um, so, like, I'm just saying this a primary school version. Yeah. Um, like, 2 plus 2 is 4. Yeah. You have two apples. Yeah. Then you take two apples. Yeah. Put them in one plate. What's in the plate? Four apples. Yeah. Then you get why it becomes four apples. Yeah. And I think it teaching should be like that. Um, but even it, like the immense, complicated ones. But I'm st- I'm st- I'm still like wondering why, how you're gonna get away with four hours of school every day. Yeah. You mean no weekend? Um. The thing is, no, no, no. Obviously, the weekends no school. Yeah, but how are you, th- you lose a lot of time doing with that, right? Three hours in the morning to one hour in the afternoon. Basically, you're gonna have in school time, you're gonna have to make your study, uh, your study and your like, your study stuff even more jam-packed. I don't, you have to, you have to look at the bigger picture. This doesn't work out. It does work out, but it's just, um... Okay, yeah, I, I've kept interrupting you, sorry, sorry. Go on, explain Explain your entire primary school idea. Okay, primary school. Um, I would figure primary school starts six years old. No, stupid. Seven years old, not six. So basically, when I was seven years old, I started school, mm-hmm. primary school, and I, and I learned what we learned in primary school. Math, how to write, like the the numbers, the alphabet, how to read. Yeah, but I did the same. I started with five years old. Five years old? Yeah. I was still in kindergarten. Yeah, I I know, I know. I started school with five years old, but just tell tell me, um, go on. Um, and basically my, like, ideal school would be like a beginning of school which would be primary school, the first six years into our education as little kids. It would be like this, the timings of the day would be like this. 8.30 you come to school till 4.30. And the first 
and the subjects that you would have in for primary school will be like subjects like math and in math you would study addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, geometry and languages you would um, study your mother tongue which you speak at home you will study English and French and obviously you will study the language that you in which the country that you are living in you will study physics, biology, chemistry those big subjects as well you will learn the ways of modern technology you will learn how to work with others so like you will learn how to do extreme good teamwork together you will also learn how to create something like I call it mastermind class um, mastermind class is like a place where you can create like a robot where you can create like a book where you can create a trailer create create anything you would like then you learn geography you would learn astronomy and you would learn the way of nature like learn the way how to treat animals and learn the way how to treat plants um, and everything and also in the mastermind class it will also teach you how to plan everything so that you have a good um, view of the things that you will be doing um, the first years of primary school will be with the topics math like the four ways of math addition, subtraction, multiplication and division um, then it will be with writing, learning the alphabet, writing in your own language and, in and English and French um, writing in those languages for the first two years you will learn those languages in the first two years like just just get used to them in the next two years you will um, learn, learn the same as before but you will have um, like team teamwork together how you work good with others and you will also learn how to work with like animals and plants um, and all that kind of interesting things and in the last two years we will be diving into um, big topics like physics, biology and chemistry um, yeah like those big years and then as you're nearing the finish of primary school um, it will be like they will ask you okay what topics of all of the topics that you learn in primary school which of these topics will interest you and then the students would say what interests them and all all of that and everything and then the teachers will take that into consideration and for um, secondary school they will have a, a, an agenda which matches their skills um, it's it, it's like basically doing your um, A-levels except not a big complicated version of A-levels just doing your kind of A-levels so that you can go to secondary school except just choosing not studying not doing anything just choosing 
and then when you're in secondary school you will start school at 12 o'clock in the afternoon to 8 o'clock in the evening doing your agenda um, and everything so yeah that is my um, ideal school Abby what's yours? Um, let me think about it so the way of course, this is going to be heavily biased upon on, um, how my school was, so let me quickly explain that. My school was primary school, started off at 8.30 to 4 o'clock, break, half an hour break at 10 o'clock, one hour break from 12 to 1. So, I'd actually keep that. I think that's actually a great um, rhythm or, like, a great way of, like, leading school. But I'd, like, keep... I worked recently in a kindergarten... And there, they have a very special way of teaching where, like, half the day, the teacher explains things, you know, theory. But the other half of the day, now this is kindergarten, uh, remember, they're pr pretty playful about it. But imagine you, like, you translate this into primary school where you have um, a choice of subjects that you can choose to, dis um, to like, read upon and, like, learn this. So you have like like six subjects to choose from whichever you like best you can choose and then you'll be grouped into those classes so it's more of like an american version where half the day you spent in your like homeroom class which is like your original class and then the other half of the day you go in like specialized groups and you either choose math or you choose languages or you choose writing or you choose grammar and this also changes every uh, every um every year or every like every fourth like yeah so every fourth of the year you change your um your subject and of course the older you get um the more choices you will have because once you're in fifth grade i believe that you'd be ready to learn things like french which will be a mandatory subject so imagine this let's zoom out to the bigger picture first half of the day you have um, your normal subject, German, so since we're in Switzerland, we'll be having German, Italian, French, English, and math, and th those are the things you learn in, um, in primary school, and then the other half of the day, you'll be learning things like, for example, math, or, uh, science, or, um, science, and, like, physics, biology, chemistry, but a very basic form, since it's not really practical to teach like complex physics for children of course but um, and you would do this in rotation and so that means you st you still get a basic knowledge and the the point of why we have so many subjects at school right now which is really annoying for most of us is because it, it's just so broad that we can go anywhere where we want so if we would specialize already at that early age we would not like really have much of a choice right that would be really neglect be neglectful for those for example if you only had math it would be really neglectful to those who want to become a doctor so just like that I feel that um, we should have like you should have a choice you should have a choice on what you're studying what you're doing during the day and it should be you should learn how to do more like independence but off of course also how to do presentations how to do teamwork how to interact with other people i think that as, as a part of social studies um like social behavior and politics should also be a part 
since I feel that that is also very important since it's very important to know how to interact with other people so yeah that's how um that's my uh, view on school well, what do you what, what do you think about that I, I think that's a very a, a nice way letting kids have that freedom true true um, and that's also like in my school, the kids also have that freedom, except I didn't explain it as complex as you did. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so let's let's we've talked a lot about school. Um, what's one thing that really gripes you at school today? Uh, gripes you? As mm. in, like that's a weird word. Like that really like annoys you. Uh, um, something about the fundamental structure of school that really annoys you. I think. Um, school should be this kind of stupid one I'm about to say um, that school should be a bit later on in the day. Oh, you think it's too early? When do you? Yeah. When does your school start? My school starts at eight, eight o'clock. Well, my school starts at seven forty-five. Yeah, um, I think every. What, why? Why do you think school should start later? Because then the kids. Um, Mostly in um, my school, uh, we're just like so tired in the morning. We're so um, we're like, why are we in school so early in the morning? We can't even concentrate, and we're mostly so demotivated in the morning. But you think the school? But you do realize that this comes from staying up late. First of all, second of all, you have to have a certain motivation to get to school. I know it's. <laughs> no, it's easier said than done because, you know, I'm also a student. But I find the motivation to get up at this and this time. I'm not tired once I get into school, really. I just, I think that getting up at an early th- at an early time for school is actually good because it teaches discipline to wake up this time. Because you have to realize, if, if you really, if, you're, if you think about it, every hour that you sleep more, is time lost yeah you're probably gonna be awake until 10 as usual why not get up earlier okay true that is a it's just it's just time wasted isn't it yeah that's a very good point over there i didn't even think of discipline um discipline um in today discipline i would say is one of the most important lessons yeah Um, it's hard and it's hard and it's especially necessary as a kid so that we can because now we have, of course, our parents helping us with everything. But yeah. someone we're gonna have to get up by our own, yeah. get take care of our own, you know, earn money and that. Take so, care of family. Take care of family, of course. We gotta do that. So yeah, that that let's round out like let's zoom out. So I think school, they've done well, but I feel as a teenager there are things you could definitely improve, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of. Um, things in school that should be better um, but and let's hope in the future some stuff will change yeah let's hope that so the next topic I really want to talk about is um life at home life at home um, not not just especially during corona I meant like as in like your relation between siblings and family because you know it's like really the notorious thing how like used as a teenager I, I had this beautiful speech that I heard um, I, I listened to this one it's about how it, when you're a teenager you start to become independent and as an independent you have to learn to become independent of course because you're someone going to be independent once you're an adult right 
So when you become independent, so on the process of that, in the process of becoming independent, it really just gets an, like we get like very very um, annoyed at our parents often. Don't you feel yeah. that? Um, yeah, I I get annoyed at my mother mostly, um, but at the end of the day, it's like my mother only wants the best for me. Of course, understandable. But like what I wanted to say was that we're growing to be a bit more independent. And then, since we're trying to be more independent, make our own life choices, it gets really annoying when someone, as third person, we're not. Of course, they're not third person. They want the best for us. They they have a pure intent. But um, there are. It, it's really annoying for us when someone else tells us, "No, we can't go out and party at ten o'clock. No, we have to do this a certain way." You know, it starts getting annoying when we're becoming more and more independent. Of course. We also start thinking that we know everything, you know, that we know like, oh, who is this old grumpy guy, you know, my dad, who is this guy to tell me that I am doing this wrong, I should take responsibility for my actions and see that um, actions have consequences. It gets annoying, but really they actually just want the best for you, don't you think that? Yeah, Um, parents, they've, um, in my eyes, I think parents have... um, you can't really challenge parents. Well, you can, but it's like, if you really think about it, your parents have seen it all. Uh, they know the way of life. They, they've had to go through school. They've had to go through university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they already know the full process, and sometimes it's hard to sometimes let go of a kid like that. But also, um, that's just nature, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and parents, I would say parents are your greatest supporters. There is no other supporter on this entire planet which is more support supportive than your parents. But obviously there is some parents out there which aren't doing the best of jobs. Yes, of course, but this might also be... Uh, definitely, they might also be completely affected by how they were raised, what kind of experiences they had, why maybe they are bitter, and that always, of course, translates to how you treat your child, right? Yeah. Um. See, if 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 you as a child had many bad experiences going to parties, of course you're gonna be a bit more protective of your child going to parties. Yeah. Because you don't want the same thing to happen, right? Yeah. But then the child doesn't understand that and think that you're a party pooper. Yeah. Um, it could be that um, your dad was like one of the biggest party party geeks ever. Yeah. Um, and then he went out to party every weekend, and suddenly he had a very bad experience that just ruined his mood for partying. And then he just wanted to protect people so that his own kind, his own kids, will not have to experience the same things that he did. Yeah. So. If you look at it like that, we should also, like, think about why they're saying that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel that, like, I'm not telling you to go and be, like, obey your parents, like, all the time without putting your own mind to it. Like, this might sound weird and disrespectful, but I don't mean it in any way like that. I meant you have to have an open ear to what your parents tell you have to acknowledge that they that they've seen a thing or two, you know. Yeah. They've seen a thing or two, and they know like what how life is better than we do because we've been growing up in this bubble mm. here in Switzerland. 
which is a, quite a huge bubble. So we should probably trust our parents, them being uh, immigrants, mm-hmm. knowing that they probably know a thing or two mm-hmm. of the outside world, and not that we know everything. But of course, we should also start to like make our own opinions, start to like think, what is our worldview? What have mm-hmm. we experienced? Don't you feel that? Yeah. Um, I think it was my mom that sent me this video. It's an amazing video. Um, it's this guy saying, imagine you're born in the year 1900. Uh-huh. 12 years later, Titanic sinks. Yeah. Um, 14 years after, um, mm-hmm. you were, when you're 14 years of yeah. age, First World War starts. Yeah. When you're 18 years of age, uh-huh. it ends. Uh-huh. And between, um, um, between your 18 years and between your 39 years of existence, there's the whole world crisis about living and everything. Yeah, yeah, the economic crisis, crash and everything. When you're 39 years, World War II starts. Yeah. When you're 45 years, it ends. And between all that, you have the Korean War, the Vietnam War, Cold War. Yeah, yeah, after Um, that, yeah, before that, between that. And the thing is, teenagers in the, like, 1990s and even, like, um, these days, you can't say that grandma and grandpa haven't experienced anything like grandpa's like oh don't touch the kettle it's gonna be hot get out um and you can't be mad at grandpa because um and say oh he hasn't seen anything he's he's just a grumpy old man yeah and he's experienced all of these wars just think about a person who was born in 1900 yeah so to any of those teens out there listening we're not telling you to be obedient little doggy to your parents, but we should definitely respect your elders for what they've seen, for who they are, and but also put your own mind to it. You have to, of course, think and also have an open ear. I think that's the best, don't you think? Yeah, that is a very important lesson there. So, uh, and how 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 do you think like um, moving on to the next topic? How do you feel about? Gaming and the internet. Since we're boys, I'm not gonna stereotype this, but we two boys game a lot, right? Yep. Um, we, we 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 we're we're not like addictive gamers, mm-hmm. but we enjoy spending time playing video games, don't we? Yeah, uh, we really enjoy time. We play a lot of video games together. Well, we only we a specific video game we play <laughs> FIFA. <laughs> um, that we play a lot. We have great fun playing it together. It's like Abby showed it to me when I was like when we were seven yeah. or eight, and yeah. since then we've just been playing together. It's it's a game that links our friendship together. True, true. Um, but um, one thing that's important about gaming, and this is a big topic in today's world, so many kids, young kids as well, get addicted all kinds of games and the big game today that people are getting addicted to is obviously the famous game <coughs> famous game Fortnite. well Fortnite really has had its um, climax again but of course let's not just focus on Fortnite. you're tr- you're right Fortnite is like quite something but you know because it, it was a shooter game but it was not violent so many kids got onto it but like it's just it just showed how like kids can get easily addicted to things like nowadays. Um, fortunately, we were the generation, you know, two thousand five. We were the generation of um, 
we grew we only got our smartphones most of us when we were our in our teens i was um 13 or 14 no i was yes yeah i was nearly 14 when i got my first phone yeah i got my first phone with 11 but this is because i had to start going to school alone so <laughs> i didn't get i but you know what nowadays i see people with the newest iphone when they're in third grade like huh? i don't like i i don't get it why do they have the newest and latest and greatest technology when they're in third grade they're like 10 or something or nine huh? and one thing um but I don't think you should put the kids to blame on that if they have the newest iPhone in third grade. No, 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 no. Because think of who brought who bought it for them. Yes, but the parents only buy it because the parents can't know, man. They grew up. They only got the they only got the phones when they were in their forties or in the thirties or whenever they were born. True. They only got it later in life. They don't know all too much about the effect it has on child development. Yeah. Yeah. True. So. It's a it's a new untapped market since it's only been here for a decade plus, so it's really hard to say. But I somehow feel that uh, you have to be very specific. And I talked, uh, we talked about this with uh, Manny's mother um, about like when to give a child a smartphone. When do yeah. you think it should be? Um, I think it should be when I was given mine. Um, if thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. But in your case, like obviously, if you go to school in like like a big city like we live in, it's not exactly big, but it's you can get lost as yeah, like yeah. a small kid. Yeah. It's good if you have a phone to contact people if you do get lost. But, but, but look, I have to emphasize, I got a brick Nokia phone when I was eleven. I got my first smartphone when I was thirteen. I got my. Yeah. Phone. I got my first smartphone with 13. That's the emphasis. So I think um, giving your your kid a brick smartphone, like one that can only call, you can do that when whenever he has to go along yeah. to school. That is very good because kids today, they look at phone and they don't see the full basis of the phone. They don't think, wow, a phone, I'll call somebody on it. They think of like Instagram. Um, they, yeah, and Snapchat and, and all that wizzy wazzy. They, they think of games, they think of everything. So purpose of a phone is to contact people. Yes, of course, but again, with it being becoming a smartphone, quotation yeah. marks, uh, it can do a lot more. But I, I somehow feel that even I, like whenever I'm bored, I pick up my phone. I, 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 I've noticed that, and then I've like tried to put it. I usually, if I have to study, I just put it out of mind, out of uh, out of sight is out of mind. Yeah. So I put it somewhere else or I give it to my parents just to focus. Because I feel that smartphones have turned into one a um, boredom killing machine. Yeah. You know, you get the jokes of you know Instagram yeah. is like a fridge you open yeah. every five yeah. seconds, and it's also an escape of reality. Yeah. Kids spend hours online, this, and I'm not talking just generally about uh, social media or gaming. I'm talking about generally the internet and the digital world. It's become like an escape for um, escape from reality. What do you say to that? Um, like a lot of kids these days, like kids, teenagers, mostly teenagers, um, mm -hmm. but kids also, they have. Um, they think they're someone great when they're on social media. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they think they're um, kind of, this uh, I think overstatement, but they think they're untouchable. Yeah. Um, what are you um, basing this off of? 
untouchable like if a person is playing a game mm-hmm. like a kid or a teenager and mom comes in and says time to switch off they're like no let me finish this round finishes that round but then plays the next you're just like I don't care what mom says I'm just gonna keep playing they think nobody can touch their mood um, mm, except, I get it. yeah um, and that's also something sad because in this world there's so many different stuff to do than just playing games and being on social media true 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 I also feel that like yeah yeah like you said uh, they do really like become like egoistic I I also feel that like how social media affects us like let's take for example some random celebrity let's take Kanye West okay, okay. you know Kanye West rapper yeah famous uh, designer you know um, but he he might he goes through hardships in life everybody does goes through hardships mm-hmm. with life and the thing about social media is it can really really affect your mood and your happiness you know why because everybody only posts um, the happy side and the bright side of their life they only post yeah I went to vacation here on the airplane towards Malaga baby but they don't ever post when they're feeling down, or when they have familial problems, or when they're failing school. They don't post that. So we only only get a filtered view of just what's good in other people's lives, in other people's lives. And when we, when our life, when our own life isn't going as well, we it really troubles us. And I sometimes also feel like this when my life isn't going perfectly, uh, and I see like this other person living their dream life, you know, going out with friends having a drink and everything I really feel like oh I wish I were that happy but then again I have to then realize that oh they also go through problems everybody has ups and downs in life guess what's crazy what? um, um, every celebrity mm-hmm. we think there's someone great but in reality they're just like us they're human they've got they're true, true. human and they had to get through school to get where they are right now. They had to get through teenage years to yeah, get where true, they are true. right now. That's a great that's a wait 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 let me go that's a great segue to the next part we're trying to talk about. We're yeah. gonna talk about role models and celebrities. Go yeah. on Manny, go on. So role modeling. I have a fair amount of role models. Um like for instance a role model of mine is Tom Hanks. A role model of mine is Leonardo DiCaprio um and I have three. The last one is Matt Damon, and all actors, all three actors, amazing actors as well. Um, and the thing is, I I watch a lot of movies from them because I think they're great. Um, and but when I have such big role models like them, I don't just watch movies. I go on Wikipedia and I read their whole life story and. And I'm like, okay, wow, they accomplished this and that then. How did they accomplish it? Then I read that part and I read like what did how did they act this and that movie or like um what was their attitude when they were acting this or that movie? Um and that is something and all three actors have an amazing um um story um career. and it's story career yeah. and it was amazing how and if you look at such actors, you're, and if you read their um, whole life from Wikipedia, you think, wow, they're human, and they went through this and this to get to where they are now. 
people these days they see actors and they think wow they just got there like that no they had to go through a lot of stuff so my three big role models Tom Hanks Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon Avi what who are your big role models well as a tech head I've got to say as a human I think Mahatma Gandhi would be one yeah um, a second one would be Bill Gates and the third one would be Steve Jobs Steve Jobs being the founder of Apple um, Bill Gates being the founder of Microsoft and of course Mahatma Gandhi being the forefather of India and bringing India to independence without any violence so why would be um, I w as always aspire to be as calm and as determined as Mahatma Gandhi yeah. even though sometimes it really gets hard but I try my best and I want to have the um, why I chose Steve Jobs is because Steve Jobs is really like he changed the world with his inventions it's not his invention but he started the company that brought out modern smartphones they yeah. disrupted the computer market the smartphone market they basically created the smartphone with the touch and everything you yeah. know the first iPhone and and Bill Gates because he's also he became he created this product that would just sophisticatedly work you know Windows Microsoft all of their products and I think he's also and he, what all good things he's done like he almost single-handedly cured malaria and put always put his money to good use now I'm not saying these are all people are saints and I don't think you're saying that Matt Damon and Tom Hanks and the other DiCaprio are saints they're human they're human they also have flaws but I'm not aspiring to be exactly like the, the, those three people. I'm just trying to get the best of what they have, the, the best of what they achieve and their best characteristics. I'm trying to, uh, I try to like, try not embody that, but I try aspire to be a bit like them. And so that I can use with my calm determinedness from Mahatma Gandhi, change the world like Steve Jobs and make a sophisticated thing that would advance human technology like Bill Gates. That's why those are my three um, my three role models. Yeah. Okay, that that was a great story, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> next topic. What well, be, next well, topic. Nicely. Nicely, nicely, nicely. <laughs> transitioning to the last topic of today. Sadly, growing up, which basically I also mentioned. Grow what do you want to grow up to be, man? Grow up to be well. My three role models said it all. Actor. You want to become um, an actor. Ooh. An actor. And last episode when we were introducing ourselves, um, I said a bit about a story I want to write. So authors also one of them. So one of my big ideas, totally big ideas. No idea if I will ever accomplish this, but oh, it's, you will. It's one of my big dreams. So I'm on a big project of a story right now. I'm in process of writing it. Um, and when I'm done with it, with it, I want to recruit different actors to act in the movie. Don't know if it will become a movie, as um, I don't know. But I want to recruit different actors, young actors, old actors, um, very good actors. But I myself, I would also love to act in the movie. So, like, in uni, I would like to study English literature and theatre. Um, like, those two things, that is, like, a sole thing that I would love 
to be in life. And growing, growing up, you need to focus on those two things. Um, but you also need to focus on school, obviously. But if you really want to become those two things, follow your dreams. If you want to become this, follow it. Yeah. Follow it. Do Nothing not. is impossible. Yeah. Nothing is impossible. Impossible, you can change into I'm possible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, impossible, no, I'm possible. I'm possible. My dreams are possible. I am possible. I am I uh I have the possibility of creating this dream. Yeah. So people you can see me as an actor and author and let's see what you will be seeing as obvious. Well, I don't have such public goals. Well I, I'm sure being an actor and author would be very epic, but I wanna I, I, I'm not sure what I I, I'm, I I like I like programming I like building computers so I'm probably gonna choose IT or computer science I definitely want to become a, a something to do with AI and machine learning something that will drastically change our digital lives something I, I just want to create I don't know what it is yet I'm sure it'll materialize soon of course I'll update you guys soon but I definitely want to create something with machine learning and AI, something that can change our lives for the better, for the better. I don't want technology to overtake our lives and um, be our lives. I want technology to help humans to be something better, help humans to colonize another planet, help humans to become intergalactic, something like that. I want to do something with AI and machine learning I want to do something with those two things. I want to change the world with that. Okay, so you can see Obvi as a person who wants to change the world. Yes. Um, and now is the time, unfortunately, where we have to sign off. But we all wish you, we will see you. Next time we're recording will be not in 2020 anymore. It will be in yeah, 2021. We still got an episode next week. Is uh, what? New Year's is on Friday. Yeah, but I upload this on Wednesday, so... Okay, yeah, sure. So, we'll still see one time before, uh, hopefully, a better year comes. Yeah. But, for now, this is it. This has been Abby and Manny. Yeah, young man's world. It's a young man's world. It can be whatever you want. Bye. Bye-bye.